I was quite drunk at the time it actually happened, but I was not thinking about the effect. It just had to happen. I just had to go. Suicidal, it feels like you're in a trance. So it feels like you could be in a room full of people, but you feel like you're the only person in the room. And then it becomes quiet, you become numb, and then you just drop, like you just go from like 100 to zero. The pain that I felt, that when I was going through that particular dark time, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. When I got injured that day, it was like someone had jumped into my chest and ripped out my heart. Because that walk from the training pitch to the treatment room was probably the longest walk of my life. So I felt incredibly isolated and, you know, depression is quite a self-isolating thing anyway. So leading up to it, I just, uh, I felt alone and with no way of fixing that. And you become lower and lower and you spiral down to a point that you just start questioning your own existence. You become confident about not wanting to be here. It's hard to quantify in words, really, the way that I felt at the time. But it felt inescapable, you know? It just felt like I was boxed in. It was just me. I was just alone in this just blackness. I just didn't feel like I had any other way out than to end everything. You don't just become suicidal in one day. It's something that builds up over time. I've had many bad months where I didn't want to fight, and I was tired. So you'd start crying for no reason. You'd be coming like, to and from the shop crying. It'd become more, more of a frequent and more of a sort of urgent, this has to happen. Like, I'm actually going to do this because I'd always thought about it. I mean, I've, you know, for, for, for probably 14 years by that point, I'd thought it would be easier if I was dead. Seventeen years old, I made my professional debut for Crystal Palace. Ended up scoring on my debut. It was the best goal of my life. I've been in, involved in bars for about twelve years. Um, my first bar job was in April of two thousand and seven. It was quite an, ins an insane sort of experience, really working with all of my friends, and it felt like a party all of the time. I was 17 when I noticed that I was mentally ill, like, bad. I was doing really well in college because I was supposed to go on a uh, scholarship to Florida. And um, I was passing all my exams, I got the top mark in maths, and then I just got depressed. I couldn't get out of my bed. But then obviously I didn't know what depression was. I just didn't know why I wasn't getting up. My own, I, I guess, issues came from Probably my sister taking her life at the time she did. And I, you know, I played the following Saturday and didn't really deal with it properly. Didn't have no counseling, didn't see anyone, didn't talk about it to anyone, just tried to get on with it. So when did you realise that you um, had mental health problems? It was just a sort of a realisation over a period of years when I was, I don't know, in my sort of mid-teens that just something wasn't sitting right, something wasn't really settled, I didn't feel settled. What I always described, and I think what probably a lot of other people would have described as quite an angry kid. I was quite heavily bullied, but also my attendance was appalling, and 
I've also drunk quite heavily uh, throughout a lot of my life. Injuries took over my mind. I loved playing football. When that was getting taken away from me without my control, I found it hard to, to cope with that. And I wasn't ready to retire. I wasn't prepared to retire. And it fell into a very horrible place where I just didn't feel the need to exist anymore. Yeah, I felt a bit like, I don't know, I felt, I thought I was being a bit lazy. I, don't, I didn't get it, like, so I didn't understand. I obviously knew I went lazy because I couldn't get out of my bed, but like when you look at everyone else, like you used to go to say someone like, I don't feel well. Like they're just going to say you're lazy. Because back then, mental health didn't really exist. It's like if you said something was up, someone would find a solution to it and just tell you to like move on or, you know, someone's going through worse, something like that. So you just don't speak to anyone about it. Because I didn't understand what was going on. So it's probably just a cry for attention. If you don't feel like you do have an outlook of somebody to speak to, then you're more likely to resort to what can feel like the only other option at times. You feel a bit embarrassed. You don't really want to reach out. I know it's different now. A lot of people are reaching out, but you don't really want people to see you struggle. And you, especially as a man, you don't think it's like, you're not manly enough to be like, you know what, I'm feeling these type of feelings. I just truly believed that life would be better without me. Your mind can break down, no matter who you are. It may look so selfish from the outside, and it may look so like, oh, you know, get over yourself. Like, you're, you know, you was playing football at the time, earning lots of money. It's so much deeper than that. Well, you know, everyone goes through life. And everyone thinks, you know, things happen in life and just get on with it. Sometimes it's not that straightforward. How difficult was it for you to open up about um, your mental health? At the start, it was very difficult. It's always the man in the films, you know, that looks cool with the muscles and, and the guy that always, you know, he defeats anything. So we're not, we're not taught to open up as men. Uh, and I know people say man up and I don't think that's the right way to, to look at it. I think strength is to be able to talk about this sort of stuff, really. I'm not calling myself courageous, but I think actually being able to have these conversations despite the stigma is one of the most courageous things you can do, really. It's, even now, I still do it, but I just feel vulnerable at the time. I don't think people realise that, because people are like, oh, you're so open about it, but it's like, even putting that out there for a while, like, I don't want to look back at it, I don't want to read no comments. I just want to pull it out there, like, pretty much make myself naked. Like, I'm doing this for other people, um, just so they can do the same. If you go to the gym, you don't lift weights for a day and get big. You know, it's just like with health, you know, you've got to work hard on it. So I just believe, you know, you've got to have that patience and just know that, you know, with time, you will heal. Go and tell someone, go and tell a loved one that you know, you're struggling, you're not doing too well. You, you find the way best for your journey. Everyone's different. Um, you know, calling up someone, speaking to a stranger might work for someone might not work for someone else. Speaking to a loved one, that might be all you need. I'm in therapy, um, which 
Uh, I never want to push my beliefs on anybody else, but it has helped me to have somebody to talk to. Um, it's psychodynamic therapy, which is the sort of cliche, let's talk about your family, how does that make you feel type thing, which again, I'm kind of initially made me cringe, the idea of it, but just having an outlet. I'm doing better than I remember ever doing in the last 10 years or so. I've found a job that is more than I could have ever really hoped or dreamed for, to be honest. You know, I'm, I'm not cured. I kind of feel like sometimes it can be a life sentence, but it's how you play your cards, really. Like, there's people, there'll be people in my situation. Like, I don't want them to get to the place where I was, because if my time was successful, then I wouldn't be here. It's not like I stopped what I was doing, it just didn't work. I've been there, I know what it's like. So if I can prevent someone or relate to someone doing that, then that's what I'm gonna do. I'd love to have some big sound bite or some great bit of alliteration or something that people could write on my gravestone. But I don't, I felt like you felt, I felt like you feel, and I don't anymore.
choice to either give up or keep going. Give up or get up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Stay in it. Stay focused. When you fail, try again. And again. And again. You just take one step at a time. It's hard. But it's worth fighting. It's worth believing. It's worth mustering yourself up, standing up inside yourself. It's worth fighting relentlessly, never giving up. I love the sun, but things don't grow because of the sun. You have to have some rain. And you've got to stop looking at rain in your life as something bad. My greatest moments didn't come from my greatest moments. My greatest moments came from my greatest defeats. Because it was during my defeat that I had to find a way to get back up. You thought for one minute that you broke me. You got me twisted. I am not phenomenally skilled, but phenomenally will. I will not give up. I will not surrender. I will not quit. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop running towards your dream. Stay encouraged. Stay encouraged. Keep your head up. Stick your chest out. Continue to walk with pride and know that if it was easy, everybody would do it. It's not going to be easy, but we have what it takes. Their rough times are going to come, but they have not come to stay. They have come to pass. Don't say I'm having a bad day. Say I'm having a character building day. Don't look at night as darkness. Look at night as a new beginning.